Welcome back to our show, 12th Street Talk Back, Season 2. It's your girl, Victoria J. And welcome back to another season of amazing topics, opinions, and all that good stuff. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to my show. And thanks for all your support on Season 1. It was an awesome, awesome season. And we want to thank our Heavenly Father above for giving us all this time together for waking us up and for His grace and His mercy and just doing what He does best, just keeping a hedge of protection around and about us. So guys, let's jump right in. I am so happy to be coming back to you on season two. As it turns out, time flies when you're having fun and we got 12 seasons under our belt in 30 to 45 days. We wrapped the show with Spotify and just for you guys that don't know, I think their year is October to October and they kind of wrap up the music you listen to, the podcast you listen to, and for us podcasters, um, our number one show. So I was so excited to be um, just in the running. And I thank you guys for your support for that. I thank you for tuning in. I thank you for subscribing and taking out your time to just spend a little bit of time with your girl. So thank you, thank you, thank you. So let's jump right into our episode today. I wanted to go over what we did last season. Last season, we were able to get some amazing interviews in, and I thank those that did the interviews for us, Will and AKA Mr. Change Agent Cooper, for coming in and giving us some information and sharing their stories with us. I also thank you guys for listening to the uh, mental or uh, abuse episode and listen to the pouring in episodes. Those numbers went through the roof and I hope my ladies, my beautiful queens out there are still pouring into yourselves and I hope my kings are pouring into themselves. I said God is truly amazing because I started this podcast in mind just for women of color and oh my gosh, I have male listeners as well. And I have to tell you, uh, ladies, uh, the guy's statuses is right up there with the, the, the female statuses. So I think that this is going to be a two for one, a one for all. So hey, whatever God want to use me for, whatever vessel you want to use me for, I'm in all the way because I have to give him all the glory and all the praise. But listen, so once since we uh, poured in to ourselves and had our mental abuse checklist, I ended the show with telling you guys about my journey and my story and how I got to um, do this show through the podcast. And, and I want to give a special shout out to two amazing young ladies that helped me do it. One is my sister and one is my niece. I don't know if they want me to call their names out, so I'm not going to do that to them. But much love much love I've already given you thank you so you know who you are and to my supporters again thank you so at, in this season coming up I kind of wanted to do a little backtrack because I told you guys a little bit about my story and my journey but I didn't go into detail of everything that was going on and I'm still not going to go into too much detail other than the fact that you guys know that I used alcohol as a substitution to mask hurt and pain. But I wanted to talk to you all today about how I became the gardener of my own story and how I was standing in a place of peace 
before I realized that I, I was at peace. And um, I took a couple steps back and I gave up, you know, the extra activity I was doing with the wine and the alcohol. And uh, I took that long look in the mirror like I always encourage all my ladies to do. Take that look in the mirror and change something that you don't like about yourself. So once I did that, I stopped going to the store, stopped buying the stuff, and, and this was all in one week. And I began my journey and I began to think about the things that I wanted changed in my life, how it was affecting me, how it was hurting me. And the first step was stopping. So I did stop and I started to uh, hydrate my body with um, water and continue to pray. I made God a fixture in my life. And for those of you that are just joining our show this season, um, I encourage you to go back and listen to all the episodes, but especially the one about never having to be anyone but yourself, so you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, And from there, I just started throwing myself in little projects. I started... um, talking to God more, getting on my knees and praying, and getting into my word. And most of you that know uh, know me, I am a Christian first before I am Victoria. And that was a pretty, um, it was a task that I had to stay on track with because if you consider yourself a Christian, but you're not walking in the will of God, like you're not attending church and you're not reading your scriptures and all that good stuff, then um, you just, you're just that. You have the title. You have the title. So I began to get active and I want to say you have the title for me. So I, I, I can't judge. So let me just retract that statement and say I felt that I wasn't, you know, being Christian-like because I wasn't in my word and I wasn't going to church because I definitely don't want to offend anybody. But I started getting into my word. I started to pray every morning and every night. And I pretty much forced myself to read a passage or a chapter on a daily basis. And when I say forced, it, it was forced because when you're going through navigating through your life and trying to get rid of some of the things that's in your life, um, you have to uh, have the fortitude to be able to do some things to make those changes to be the gardener of your own story. And that's what I did. I stopped with all the alcohol. I started praying and I started getting into my word. And I have to tell you, getting into the word, it was it was challenging. It was I did force it in the beginning. I forced it because I knew that's where I wanted to be. But I also knew that I wasn't close to God. I know that God was always present in my life. And we, he never leaves us. We always leave him. But I wasn't as close as I wanted to be with him. And I knew for a fact that I needed his help in this journey that I was about to partake in. So that's what I did. I prayed. I threw myself into small projects. And for me, I love to paint. I love to cook. I love to do hair. I'm a cosmetologist by trade. I love to do nails. Um, I love to decorate. So I threw myself in a laundry list of different projects while I was going through, I would say, the detox uh, process of it. So to keep my mind off of what I did when I usually got off work 
or when I usually had some alone time, I found different things that I enjoyed doing. And for me, I'm a homebody, so I love to do a lot of things around the house. But for somebody else, it may not be your story. You may want to get out and do some things. But I will say this. Um, I stopped communicating just a little bit with the people that was closest to me, my friends and my family members, because I didn't want them to, I didn't want to have to lean on them. I didn't want them to be a part of this uh, detoxation, I guess I would say, and I think I just made that word up, guys. I didn't want them to be a part of that. I didn't want to be whining and complaining about what I was trying to do in my life. I wanted to be able to do it on my own. I wanted to be a doer of what I said I was going to do and not lean on anybody for support. Because you have to remember those same friends were there when I was going through my rough times. And you don't want to lean on your family members or your friends too much because you start to get distance. They start to pull away. Especially if they're not in the same mind frame that you in and 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 I was in a negative place I was in a bad place so I didn't want to lean on my friends I didn't want to lean on my family so I had to devise some plans to do this thing on my own and that's what the special projects came in that's what the extra reading of the word and the extra prayers came in at and before I know it I was standing in a place of peace I was standing right where I wanted to be, where my heart desired to be. And I didn't have to go to somebody for help. Um, I didn't have to go to a detox center. I didn't have to lean on my friends and my family members. And once you get to that place where you're the gardener of your own story, it is a wonderful, wonderful feeling. And when I looked in the mirror and looked at myself a couple weeks after making the change, It was just a wonderful day. I was so filled with joy. I had this big joker smile on my face. And I was saying to myself, girl, you did that thing. So I know if I can do it and and hopefully sharing my story, somebody else can can do it as well. And just just remember, um, use your family and your friends as a safety net. But while you're going through the process, try not to lean on them so much. And I try not to lean on my husband as much as well. Like I said before, um, I threw myself into projects. So when he came home and I had the kitchen cabinets screwed off the front of the kitchen and putting up wall border and painting, he already knew that I was what I was going through. And he was saying to himself or saying to me, you know what, she's working it out. Let me leave her alone. She's got this. And I was able to come to him and have conversations. I was eventually able to go to my friends and have different conversations, which was very important to me. I was also able to weed out the people that was not bringing any value um, or self-worth to my life. And unfortunately, sometimes we have to do things with people that's been hanging around for 20, 30 years or more. And I did have to come out some people that had been in my life for years, but I didn't want to backtrack. I didn't want to get to this place of peace and then turn around and backtrack and start picking up the old habits and hanging out with the same old friends and, you know, just all that good stuff. I wanted to be able to uh, have some light shine through after those dark days. I will say this, guys. Take some deep breaths. 
Don't set yourself up. Um, And what I mean by setting yourself up is don't take advice from others. And also, uh, don't try to change your situation if you're doing it for somebody else. That's the most important thing that you can do is to try to change your situation and you're doing it for someone else and you're not doing it for yourself because that can become very tricky. And that's the same thing with spouses. If you're doing it for your wife or you're doing it for your husband um, and you're not doing it because you want to do it, you're setting yourself up for failure. And that's not what you want to do because you begin to take a step back and you'll begin to get frustrated because it's hard enough trying to stop doing something that you're accustomed to doing for years, months, or, or however many Um, seasons that it took to get you to the place of peace. So I wanted to come back on and start the new episode and the second season with giving you guys a little bit of encouragement, a little bit of inspiration, asking you guys to stay consistent if you have decided to make this change in your life. And again, I, I know you'll wake up with a sense of peace just like I did. You'll have a smile on your face with a simple Uh, a sense of accomplishments and you'll find out that through it all you were you began to peer back pull back layers in your life and it's kind of like pulling an onion peeling back an onion uh you gotta peel back one layer at a time so you pull back that layer of stopping what you've done you pull back that layer of digging in to what hurts you or what caused you pain or how, or maybe you hurt someone else or you caused them pain. You begin to pull back those layers. You, be, you begin to uh, analyze the situation. And if you need to, you, sometimes you may have to go beg somebody pardon. And that's for you. Forgiveness is for you. I know you guys all heard it before. Forgiveness is for you. It's not for that other person. Some may forgive you and some may not, especially if you were the one given the damage. In my case, I was able to get back in relationships with family and friends that I had pulled away from or they had pulled away from me. But I thank God today that they were still standing there when I went through my process of getting rid of all the negativity, all the negative junk, all the negative things and people. The good, strong support system of family and friends that I had was still right there waiting for me to clean myself up with open arms. So to you guys, I love you so much. And I promise you, if you're trying to make a change, um, you can make a change. And this season, we're going to get into a little bit of that as well as talk to you guys about things that's currently going on in the world and continuing to pull back into our teenage We're going to continue to pour back in our community and try to get some of our elders that's in nursing homes out and about into some of that sun, God's willing, or uh, just doing special things for them. Just going, sitting and talking to them. Um, That will definitely make somebody's day. And I'm going to go through not just being the gardener of your own story to stand in that place of peace. I'm going to go through how um, I began to rebuild myself, not settle for things and being resilient, how to keep looking at my life through my eyes. And I have to tell you guys, I feel like I'm 25 all over again. I really, really do. Once you get through all that negative stuff, 
stuff and all the stuff that you was holding on to that wasn't bringing you in any value to your life anyway. And you get through that first couple weeks or that first couple months and you're standing there looking at yourself in the mirror. You do feel like a totally different person. And it doesn't help. I love my kids to death, but it doesn't help that I am an empty nester. So now I get to have those girlfriend lunches. I get to have those real conversations. I get to go on trips on the holidays instead of stay at home if I don't want to. Or I could stay at home and me and my man can just cuddle and watch movies and uh, light the Christmas tree and in the fireplace and just do the thing, dang on thing. So it is something at the end to reward yourself. And it doesn't always have to be monetary gain and it doesn't always have to be companionship. I will say you have to learn how to be your own companion, especially when you're coming out of something that you're trying to change that's going to be beneficial to your life. You have to learn to be your own companion in your own life. So if you take anything else from this, take this away. When you're planting that garden, you got to plant it in the right soil, right? And you got to pick out the seeds so that you know what you want to plant, what you want to grow first, and what 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 can and cannot be planted together. And then you got to water that 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 garden. And that's your life, that's your story. That's your life story. You got to make sure that you put your feet on some solid ground, plant those seeds, and then begin to water those seeds. And that's the same thing that I talk to you guys constantly about tiding. You have to be able to sow those seeds and make so make sure that you sow them in good ground. And I think I would actually say by me going through the process, it did make me closer to God. Now, instead of reading my Bible and it in the beginning, it was a chore. I thoroughly enjoy it. I can't wait to get up and read another chapter or a couple chapters and the insight that it has given me and just being able to have it written across the tables of my heart and get down in my spirit. It just does something to you. It does that that feel-good thing like eating a piece of chocolate cake if you're a cake lover and you're a chocolate lover and it that first bite is just mm, so good. That's how it is with my relationship with my father and being able to get up and talk to him and talk to him with a clean mind and a clean vessel. It just really does something to the soul, to the soul. So find your place of peace, stand in it, be the gardener of your own story. And remember, if nothing else, use your family and your friends to lean on as you come out of revamping your life, refitting yourself. Don't lean on them while you're going through the process because you may just do more damage than good. But if you have to pick up that phone and you need somebody to pour into you, then by all means do it because you know I'm an advocate of pouring into your sister's pouring into yourself, but I would start with pouring into myself first before I allowed anybody to give me any advice and before I start pouring into other people. So guys, with that being said, I wanted to come to you today and I wanted to tap into Christmas, which happens to be one of my favorite times of the year. And we are almost there. We have a couple of weeks to go and Christmas will be knocking at our front door. And I wanted to talk about some of my favorite Christmas things. I 
love, 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 love Christmas. So hang on just tight just a minute and I'll be right back with you guys and we're going to go into talking about our Christmas. Okay, guys, we're back. I hope you guys love the intro, Christmas in the City. I love Mary J's song, Christmas in the City. I spent some time in New York um, many, many years ago, and I lived there for almost a year, and it was just a wonderful time being outside in the snow. And when they say that New York is a city that never sleeps, they never sleep. Um, but in transportation goes on. <laughs> I will say that. But I wanted to do this episode about Christmas and I, I really wanted to do it with a co-host, but I haven't had anybody come forward yet that really wanted to co-host and the ones that did hadn't got quite back to me yet. So I said, you know what, I'll kick it off myself and maybe in the next couple days, right before Christmas, we'll have some guests on for you guys and they can tell you what they love about Christmas. But for me, I love putting up the Christmas tree. I love a fresh Christmas tree, although I did not get one this year. Um, But I did put up my Christmas tree way prior to Thanksgiving. My Christmas tree was up, I believe, the first week in November. And if not the first week of November, it was definitely the second. And I had did all the little decorations and got it set up by the fireplace and I was loving the fact that I just bringing warmth and and coziness into the house. I was ready for Christmas to get here. Um, I didn't do my door. I did my door after Thanksgiving. And um, I didn't want to jump the gun too much on the outside. But when you walked up into the house, you seen how Christmassy it was. So I thought I'd give you guys some tips and some tricks that I I ran across um, just doing a little bit of research, and like I said, I'm a I love to decorate, so I'll do some DIY projects, and I'll get some tips from different people's videos and things like that. Um, I do want to talk to you guys about the Christmas trees and some things that I got out of a magazine that actually came to the house from National. Geographics, um, and they came from my daughter, gosh, and she hadn't lived here in seven years, but I was flipping through it, and it was uh, talking about um, when uh, you get rid of your Christmas tree, like when you're done with it, a lot of people, especially people that live in apartments, they usually end up throwing them in the dumpster or throwing them on the side of the dumpster, and maintenance will come come and gather them up and throw them in the, in the dumpster. And they... Um, they were talking about how it created in the in the air a toxin called methadan. And methadan is a toxin that actually destroys, um, the, it pollutes the air. So they were saying if you guys are going to go out and get a, a Christmas tree, try to get a Christmas tree from your local home grower so that they can, you can take it back to you where you purchased it from, especially if you went and picked it out and they just cut it down for you. And they can replant that Christmas tree. They can refurbish that Christmas tree for you or for someone else in prior years. And they were also talking about um, LED lights, using LED lights 
versus using the regular traditional lights that we can get almost everywhere. And I think even now the Dollar, the dollar Tree uh, sells the LED lights simply because the old traditional lights some people do not water their Christmas trees properly and some that do water their Christmas trees properly. Those lights can actually cause fires. The old, old school ones. So they were talking about trying to use the LED lights and I think I started that a couple years ago and I think I got mine's at the everything a dollar for a dollar. But now we know that everything's a dollar, dollar twenty-five, but I'm ran. <laughs> but um, I think that I got a couple strands there. And if not, definitely your local Walmart. My Walmart is my go-to place and my Target is my main place of business. I love those places. But another thing that they were talking about, they were talking about um, refurbishing your wrapping paper, especially if you're that type of person that likes to unwrap your gifts um, properly, I guess I would say, or carefully, that, that's the word, carefully. They were talking about how you could take um, the wrapping paper and have it refurbished, and there's a couple places that you can drop, drop off uh, wrapping paper that has been used and what they'll do is they'll recycle it and for another year they'll like they recycle things so it's all about giving you know keeping I guess ourselves green and I think we all try to do a little bit of that in our parts as well now I don't think I'm gonna be doing this one guys but as well as uh wrapping gifts they were saying to use um brown paper bags and and put some really pretty bows and stuff on them to save on going out and purchasing that wrapping paper and they were talking about if you didn't want to use brown paper bags that you could use fabric different types of fabrics that people love like with reindeer or or uh, candy canes on it and most fabric stores put um those that cloth that fabric on sale because they don't want to hang on to it after the Christmas season. So you could get it for nearly nothing a yard. And I thought that was something interesting to do. Yeah, I, I, I'm still debating about that one. Because you can't really wrap everything in in cloth. But hey, if somebody knows somebody that knows how to do it. I would definitely be interested in it. But my main part was I love uh, doing D. IY projects and I had one project that I recently done I think I did this one over the summer where I went to the dollar store and I bought the dollar round bases um, they have them in different sizes and shapes rectangle uh, round and I got a few from Walmart again Walmart is my go-to store and I think they were a dollar dollar 98 and then I get the E3000 glue and what I do is I spray paint the outside of the vases and I got this off of one of my favorite videos. I spray paint them silver or either gold and I let it dry. And after I've spray painted them, I'll take the E3000 glue and I'll put them together kind of like in a triangle or either two on the bottom and one at the top. And then I'll fill it with some, um, some clear stones and then I'll take some garland or some little fig and you can get that at the fabric store as well or the little miniature Christmas trees and put them in there with the uh, little sand a little bit of sand or 
perhaps you want to use Epsom salt. That's another great idea. And then you put lights around it and you put you put your little um, your mistletoe, your little flowers, just, just your little holiday stuff. And it makes for a great piece to put on a coffee table or on your back sofa table. It's really, really pretty. As well as making your bubs. If you can get some clear ornaments from your local store and you fill the inside of the ornaments with um, Epsom salt and half of the ornament stays clear and the other side, the outside, you paint it either silver or gold. And then you put this, uh, you put, I wouldn't call them stickers, but they're like adhesive peels of snowflakes or candy canes or what have you, but the snowflakes are my favorite. And you stick them on there and you make it decorative so you have the inside that looks like snow and you have the snowman's, I mean the um, the snowflakes on the outside of it. That was a great thing. Another one that um, I did was uh, the fishbowl, the little miniature fish bowls. You put the Epsom salt in that and then you go to the fabric department where the arts and crafts are and you get the little miniature round balls that kind of look like big old balls of snowflakes and you turn around and you put them on the sides you get you some miniature christmas trees you stick them down inside the epsom salt and the christmas trees make sure you get the ones with the bit that are battery and you just turn them on and flick the battery on there and you put them down in there and then you add the little balls to it and once it's sitting out it lights up the christmas trees light up on the inside of it and that makes for a good table topper another one of my favorite ones is the candle bowls you get the same um you get the same bases that you would get um, at the at your local everything's a dollar store and you make sure you get you some really small clear beads and you fill it up with clear beads and then you take you some fake candy canes or some fake peppermints or whatever your holiday choice is and you use that same glue 3000 and you stick them on the outside of the bowls or you could get a miniature dollar like um, wreath and stick it on the outside of the bowls. And after you fill it with the clear beads, you take some regular old water, you fill it up so it looks like it's ice in the bottom, and then you put your floating candle on top of it. And most of these ideas I got off of YouTube, and some of them I got off um, Instagram. There's a young lady on there by the name of Tamar Bradshaw, and she gives you all kinds of ideas on how to do different things um, at from the dollar store at low cost i think she did some candlesticks some regular glass candlesticks that you can get at the dollar store and if you're a person that likes gold spray paint them with gold let them dry get you some dollar candles i think there's two in the pack and put your little red bows on the outside so there's so many wonderful ideas that you can do but i didn't want to leave the little kids out either so for me, as my kids were growing up, we did the sugar cookies. We did all kinds of Christmas cookies. And you can do this at the dollar store, too. You can get the Christmas cookie cutters. You can get them at the dollar store or your local Walmart. And 
make make them from scratch. If you can't make them up from scratch, definitely go ahead and get the Duncan Hines cookie mix, whether it be peanut butter cookies or whatever your choice is. But it's just so great to make it from scratch with your butters and your sugars and your flour and all that good stuff. So that's an idea is to get the kitties involved. I used to also go to my local dollar store and get um, some plain old uh, stockings. And I'd let them go to town with the glue, with the Elmer's glue and the glitter. And I would uh, put their names on there with the glue and let them decorate their little hearts out while I was tending to doing something else. It gave them something busy to do while I was busy doing something else. Or sometimes we just did it together. And they really enjoyed seeing their names on them and doing it all by themselves. And we did the same thing with the ornaments. Went to the dollar store, got some ornaments of white or either silver, and just, you know, went to town with the glue and the glitter, and they could either put their names on them or their favorite uh, peel-off stickers or what have you. We just had a great time doing it. So I just kind of wanted to throw some ideas out there for you guys because Christmas is one of my favorite times of the year. All the Christmas movies, the Christmas music, and it just puts you in a happy place. And at the same time, I want to end it with saying this. It's also the time where our Heavenly Father sent his son and he was born in the manger to Mary. And I was just rereading that lovely, lovely passage in Luke. And I, I didn't stumble across it. Many of you know I told you I was in Proverbs for a while. And I just got out of Proverbs and went through Mark and I got to Luke and as it turns out right before I started to um, record this segment I'm in Luke where you know angel the angel appears to Zacharias and tells him that his wife Elizabeth which was barren was going to have a son that 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 was going to be God's gift to her and his name was going to be John and he was not going to drink wine or strong drink and then in, in turn, he turned around and went to Mary. And he went to Mary and told her that she would be with child. And he told her about um, Elizabeth well, and so forth and so forth. But as we know, the lineage of uh, John and Jesus, they were cousins. So um, it was just a wonderful read. And then he showed up to the shepherds and told them about finding Jesus in the manger and all that good stuff. So if you guys get a chance, go to Luke and it starts off in Luke telling you about Jesus and how he was born. And that's one of the biggest gifts, the most wonderful thing that we could ever have is the fact that God gave his only son for us and for our salvation. And he came, he did what he needed to do, or at least uh, I feel like he did what he needed to do and he died on the cross for us and he rose again on the third day. So if any gift that I could say that I'm thankful for, I am thankful for my Heavenly Father up above and I'm thankful for all the wonderful things that he's doing in my life. So you guys, I hope you enjoyed the segment. I wanted to be... Uh, a little bit upbeat, but I wanted to talk about Christmas because it's deep down in my soul. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. And the best is yet to come. We have so much that we're going to talk about on our next couple episodes going into 2023. 
We have some giveaways that I'm going to do starting in January. And we also have some special guests. And we're going to roll up our sleeves and get out there in the community. But thank you. Thank you so much for your support in first season. The best is yet to come. And child for now, I'll see you guys on the next episode.